Hare Krishna devotees. Hare Krishna devotees. We uh, would like to welcome the newly arrived devotees to Sri Gita Nagari Dam. Sri Gita Nagari Dam Ki. Yeah. And especially um, His Grace Ravinda Sarup Prabhu. Um, His Grace Ravinda Sarup Prabhu served for many years in ISKCON as a GBC temple president in Philadelphia, and we had the distinct honor and pleasure to serve with him for 10 years as he was a GBC here in Githanagari. He is uh, extremely scholarly, and at this point in time in his service to Srila Prabhupada, he has an opportunity to do what he is very, um, very good at, and that's a writing for Srila Prabhupada and he has uh, written this wonderful offering and he's going to actually express this offering today, the founder Charlie of ISKCON, Srila Prabhupada. But before he begins also we want to actually thank the devotees who have uh, been leading Kirtan, Sri Rupa, Sri Rupa, back over here hiding. What an amazing voice you had there. Strong voice, big voice, such a little body, but very big voice. <laughs> and uh, let's see, uh, Subal Prabhu, leading Kirtan this morning and yesterday. Thank you so much, Subal Prabhu. And the devotee uh, of Tulsi Puja this morning. Let's see him. And also yesterday's Nishringa prayers, the youth that, that led them. And, uh, where is she? Wow. Thank you so much. Such a wonderful kirtan. I'm always inspired and impressed by the youth who actually um, lead kirtan. They have such a taste for the holy man. You too, Sabal Prabhu. You're youth also. You don't have any gray hairs or anything. You're a senior youth, but you're youth also. So, thank you so much, and we'd like to welcome His Grace. Ravinda Sharu Prabhu. His Grace Ravinda Sharu Prabhu Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Once Palpatrubhya started to sing with the Evachapatipanam, how many impressions Padaya Krishna Pastaya Bhutale, Shimati Bhaktivedam, the Swami Nikhilam. Namaste, Sarasate, Dave, Ogravani Pachayani. Divi says, Asun Divani So, let's talk a little bit about this book, booklet, I guess we can call it a booklet. Um, and uh, there are copies out there, and it's free. Uh, I was assigned the topic of. Uh, on the GBC, um, we had different committees. This was the Prabhupada's position committee. And uh, I was asked to do some research and write a, well, just write a paper, things uh, about Prabhupada's position. This was the committee's name. And uh, 
So I started to do it, and, and uh, you know, the, the word founder Acharya is the one that's really very strictly denotes, points to his position. Uh, and uh, so I, when I started researching it, I had assumed, I looked at my early notes recently, that Bhakti Siddhanta had that title. And uh, there was a big surprise in store for me because he didn't. Uh, the, way, uh, the way I found this out was uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, the, the, the Gaudiya Mat had a magazine, started I think in 1926, uh, called The Harmonist, an English language publication. Uh, and uh, when I, uh, and a devotee had made a, a simile edition of it. It was like a, like a block of books this long. Because it came out, it was an English language publication. They started an English language publication. Actually, they took Sajanatoshini, Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti Vinotakur's magazine, which was his main preaching organ, uh, his journal. Uh, uh, and it was in Bengali. They turned it into an English language publication and said that the harmonist is rough translation of Sajanatoshin. And so because Bhakti Siddhanta says what he did this, changed it to English because he was intent upon world preaching. And English was the medium for that. And so this periodical came out uh, first monthly and then twice a month. So it was going on for quite some time. Uh, and so I had editions of it. So I started to read it, and I discovered that Bhakti Siddhanta didn't have the title Founder Acharya. Now we all know, for, we were there at the time, at a certain point, Prabhupada really was emphatic about this title, that it should always be there on all our letterheads and all our signage and all, all of his books, precise, hyphenated, it's an interesting word, right? English, Sanskrit, hyphenated compound, founder of child. So it was very important to Srila Prabhupada. So I just assumed Bhaktisiddhanta had he didn't. So there's a mystery. Uh, and well, the thing was, I had so many pages of the harmonist. Uh, and if I say he never had the title, and it shows up once, I'm wrong. So then I had to almost look at every page and re record what he was called. Well, he was called the, uh, the Acharya. Uh, of all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. He was called the president because they had an organization that was overlapping with the Gaudiya Mat called the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha and he was the president of that. He was called the president and he was called the Acharya and the Acharya of like all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. was the Acharya. And eventually he had a hyphenated title Generally, President Acharya. 
So not found her child. But then I did find two places, two articles, two, one article and one at a little short notice, very late, 1931-1936, and two places Bhakti Siddhanta is referred to as founder Acharya. Not by him, actually by Nishikant Sanyo. But in the last one was the very last issue of the Harmonist that came out before Bhakti Siddhanta passed away. But he never had the title. So there's a mystery. Right? Where did it come from? What did it mean? So I started to... Uh, you learn... I have a PhD, and one thing that PhD, getting a PhD teaches you how to be obsessive-compulsive, and if you've been through that, <laughs> you have to look at everything, read everything, find everything. <laughs> and uh, and you, you, you know, you get to turn what is usually a neurosis into something useful sometimes. So anyway, uh, I, I then discovered that, that there was an, another very big English language publication of the Gaudiya Amat. And, uh, and Prabhupada had referred to it in early Back to Godheads. They published some articles from it. Prabhupada said it very much authorized. Uh, and uh, it, it was written by Nishikant Sanyal, uh, a uh, professor of history at uh, Ravenshaw College in Kutak, and who was Bhakti Siddhanta's right-hand man for English language preaching. And he was the de facto editor of the Harmonist. The actual editor of the Harmonist was Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. He always was known as the editor. Even when his activities were being described uh, uh, in the Harmonist, he was the editor when here, the editor when here, the editor gave initiation. But his, his, his second man and the de facto editor was Nishikant Sanyal. His name was uh, uh, Narayandas, not Narayandas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so he was. Uh, so, so he had written this book called Sri Krishna Titani, an English language book. Uh, I tried to get a copy of it. I ordered it from, you know, through, I ended up with one that was from the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the Mutt in Calcutta, and it was a modern printing, a fairly recent printing, and had been edited. So I wanted the original. So finally, through interlibrary loan, we managed to get a copy of the original. It came from England. Uh, and it was one that was produced. It was, it was written, it was published in 1930 uh, by the uh, Madras Amat. And it was a big book. It was like some 900 pages. 
And it is called Sri Krishna Chaitanya, but it was about 75 pages before they got to that. It was written by Nishikant Sanyal. His name was in the beginning. Uh, there was a, a, a preface by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Uh, the only thing in, in Sanskrit, and it was in Devanagari, were pranam mantras of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. That was not in English, nor was it translated. Uh, uh, and it was a very, written for a very high level uh, of, of writers. So I started to read this book, and before you got to Lord Chaitanya, by the way, one thing that was very impressive is it was in good shape. I mean, this, uh, this was one of the original copies from the library. See, they when the when the when the uh, when the uh, when the preachers left, they left actually in 1933. To go to England, the first he sent three preachers to, to England, Bon Maharaj, and he, and he was the main, main preacher. Uh, they had the book with them. They actually had the, they didn't leave until the book was all ready. Uh, and for something that was published in India in the early 1930s, it was first class. Very good paper. You've seen the books that Prabhupada did, the paper's all flaking off already. First class binding, the original binding was there. It was a very sturdy binding. And it was also impeccably edited. I, didn't, I couldn't find a typo anywhere. Obviously, they wanted to make a very big impression uh, on the English people. And so they, they made a book that was impressive and not easy to read either. It was like hard, you know, it was written for a very high level of people. That was the Gaudiya Mat's idea that they were going to preach to, that, that Krishna consciousness would be appreciated by the most educated and cultivated people. That was the expectation. Because even Prabhupada's, you see in, in, in the, uh, original, uh, preface that he wrote to, the Bhagavatam thought it would be appreciated by the intelligent people. That's not who came, but that's, that's what he was expecting. Anyway, uh, so this book was, you know, a lot of effort was put into it. Anyway, before they got to Lord Chaitanya, there was uh, chapters called The History of Atheism, meaning Buddhism and other things, also Greek and Roman philosophy, Western philosophy, and then a history of theism. And in the history of theism, there's, he talks, talking about the Vaishnavas, and there the term founder Acharya shows up, just exactly as he has now, the English hybrid, you know, Sanskrit even, English hybrid, compound. The founder Acharya was a term of art for Ramanuja, Vishnu, Swami, Nimbarka, and Hiva, Hiva, Madhva. the Sampradaya Acharya. Those four Sampradaya Acharyas, they were founder Acharyas. 
That was the term of art that Nishikant Sunyal used for this book. And then I thought, wow, if these people are the founder acharyas, Bhakti Siddhanta didn't have the title. Then what? What was Prabhupada doing suddenly becoming the founder acharya? That means he's on the same level as these four. And Bhakti Siddhanta didn't do it. Now that now you have a real mystery. What is what, what does it mean? So in the course of investigating this mystery, I found out so many things that I didn't know. And so that revealed so much light, not only on Srila Prabhupada, but on Bhakti Siddhanta, on Prabhupada's relationship with Bhakti Siddhanta, and the meaning of Srila Prabhupada for us. We really, and I really, I spent five years working on this. You see a little book. You know. <laughs> It started out, you'll see this book, it, it, it has a, uh, a, a very short little essay, which is about uh, five pages. And I wrote that first, just on the, some inspiration. I gave it to people on my committee. They said, yeah, this is great, now write a commentary. And this is the rest of it. And... Uh, and I just didn't expect that to take so long. Well, you can see why I had to you know, look at this other book. And uh, anyway, so so many things I, I found out. Where did, where, where did this come from? Well, uh, the, the, the so this is the title. This is what founder Charya means. The four founder acharyas for the Iron Age, he talks about. That, that, that. And, and what do these founder acharyas do? Well, one of the things they do is they preach against the atheism talked about in the previous chapters. Atheism is Buddhism and Mayavad philosophy. That's atheism. That's the thing. And they established theist, Krishna theism uh, as the actual purport of the Vedas. They wrote the understanding of Vedanta Sutras of Vyasadeva in, 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 in a theistic manner, showing that Krishna is, in Prabhupada's phrase, the supreme personality of Brahma. So, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, another thing that happened while reading the Harmonies is I got a feeling of what the Gaudiya Mat was like when it was healthy. And it was impressive. It was really impressive. It expanded very fast with this incredible energy. Because Starting in, in, in 1918, after 15 years, they had, you know, 60 temples, one of 60 temples all over India, and even a couple in Burma. And in 33, they had dispatched the missionaries uh, to England and were going to build a temple there. The Maharaj of Tripura was funding a big chunk of it. 
they were, they were really set to go. They had the books written of, in English language. They had some expert preachers. Bhakti, I've learned from reading these things, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was planning to go himself. He was planning to go to England. I think when a temple would have been established there, gone to England, and then to America. That was his plan. And so, and just the, 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 the vibrancy, the enthusiasm, the confidence that you see in the harmonists was fantastic. And then it crashed. And Bhakti Siddhanta left, but it started crashing before he left. Because there's, a, there's articles in the harmonist starting in 1930 to try to explain certain things about how the Gaudiya Mata is supposed to be. And these articles, there are, well, there was a three-part article standing over three issues in 1930. It's called the Gaudiya Mata. But here the word Gaudiya Mata refers particularly to the brand new big marble temple being built in Calcutta. That was their headquarters for world preaching. And in this three-part article, there's a whole, what's technically called an ecclesiology. Ecclesia is the uh, uh, Greek word for church. Congregation, really, but then it gets adapted by the Christians for church. And we have ecclesiastical and words like that in English. So the, 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 uh, there's an, an ecclesiology is the kind of theology of the religious institution. And in this three-part article, they, in the Harmonist, uh, it's unsigned article, which means it has editorial force. Very clearly it's written by Nishikant Sanyal. Uh, and there is where the term Founder Acharya gets used in reference to Bhakti Siddhanta. One place. And with a small F and a capital A and no hyphen. But they were pretty careless in the magazine about those kind of things. But but what what this does, you see, what happened is when Bhakti Siddhanta established the Gaudiya Mutt, uh, there, uh, all the issues of their magazine, uh, of the Harmonist, they had one institution that was the parent mutt. And that was the one that, that was called uh, the Sri Chaitanya Mutt in Mayapur. That's the place, you may have seen it if you've been to Mayapur, Bhakti Siddhanta's uh, samadhi is there. That's the place where Bhakti Siddhanta, for ten years, chanted rounds, sixty-four uh, rounds a day for ten years. Some figure like that. Long time. When he finished, took sannyas, he established that temple, and that became the beginning of his preaching mission. 
That was the place. At that place. And that's where the temple was established, the Sri Chaitanya Mahat. And it was the parent temple. But it was the parent temple not just because it was the first. Because they start to explain this. And when, but anyway, every time you see the list of all their temples, they would always have this one first, the Sri Chaitanya Mahat in Mayapur. And then all the others were branches of it. So that was the parent temple. And it's an interesting temple because what it shows is uh, if you've been there, you go around where the deities are, you can circumambulate. There's four shrines on the outside facing out. Of the four, founder Acharyas. And you see Madhua, uh, Murti of Madhua in there. And then off to his right, there's on the side is Brahma. To the Brahmas. And they do with all the four founder Acharyas all the way around. And it's a teaching temple. And what it's teaching is Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. That each of these, which is what Bhaktivinotakura writes in the Navadita Mahatmya, that each of the founder Acharyas presented something that uh, that that was um, vital to Lord Chaitanya's Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. And so what it teaches is that each of these contributed something to Achincha Veda Veda Tattva, something essential to what Lord Chaitanya was teaching. And but what they taught is now been uh, uh, synthesized and, and perfected in Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. So that these four founder Acharyas are the precursors preparing the way for Mahaprabhu. That's in the Navadita Mahatma Bhakti And that's what this temple is teaching. It's, 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 it's the supremacy of Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. So that, that's, that's the parent temple. So in the, the issues of the harmonist, uh, in 1930, is that, is that the big marble temple, you may have heard about the big marble temple. Because Prabhupada told us how Bhakti Siddhanta had met and said, I, I'd rather tear the marble down and print books. Because people were just fighting over who would get such big get rooms there. Because that was the beginning of the split. When the Gaudiya Mat split, that was the fracture between the people in charge of the parent temple, the Sri Chaitanya Mat, and uh, the Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta. There was the that was the place where it split. And when it split, it lost its potency. So, um, so, so you can see the beginning of the trouble, because in the, uh, the the point of this ecclesiastical ecclesia, article on ecclesiology was to tell to make the case that even though we have uh, we are commemorating the grand opening of this temple. Big, opulent, uh, uh, 
temple in Calcutta. I mean, they had another temple in Calcutta earlier, but now they had this big one. They're headquarters for world preaching. And remember, Calcutta was a world city. Up until 1914, it was the headquarters of the British Raj in the east. People, uh, sophisticated, educated Bengalis in Calcutta could feel themselves as part of a bigger project, which Bhaktivinoda Thakur really did. He was preaching through journals. That was the end. In 19th century England, the main vehicle for intellectual discussion and development of ideas were journals. People in London would sit in coffee houses, drinking coffees, writing and reading journals and communicating with each other. That was the 19th century intellectual style. That's what, so when Bhaktivinoda Thakur started journals, that was the same, he was following in that same light. He was part of the, what they call the Bhadralok, the educated Bengali middle class. Uh, and so he had the idea of world preaching because Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a world citizen. You want to know when globalization, well, this was a big it's not recent. Actually, it started in the 15th century. But, but anyway, this is this is where uh, this is where a uh, big step forward. So that was that was the, the, the this magazine, and so so Calcutta was a world city. There were, Calcutta, in many ways, was closer to London than it was to say Mayapur, which was the back of beyond. It was nowheresville. But Calcutta, you you know, you are in a modern urban environment. That's what they call it. This is from this, that article. When they talk about this new temple, the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Calcutta, it says, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta, the, 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 this Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta, that's the name of the temple is the Gaudiya Mat. It is the extension of the Sri Chaitanya Mat and Mayapur into the modern urban environment. Those are those were their words. This and this temple, this parent temple, is the real temple, and the uh, the the original temple, and the others are its expansions. All the other temples in the whole Gaudiya Mat are expansions of this temple. And here in this article, and, and to use the example of the expansions, but even though they are expansions, they are none different from the original temple. Just as a, a, a candle flame, uh, a lamp, one lamp lit after another, is just the all the branches are the extensions are as powerful as the original. That's the example from Brahma Samhita. In other words, it's a spiritual institution. You can expand itself and they're none different. And then it says, this article, that these, uh, just as the, these temples are none different from the original temple, 
So also the whole institution is none different from the founder Acharya. There's the word. That's how the word founder Acharya shows up. The founder Acharya is here. They're none different from the main temple and the founder Acharya. The main temple is the seat of the founder Acharya. That's not what they're saying. This is... The idea that's being conveyed is that, and they, they say that that the original temple, the parent temple, is not the parent temple simply because it's where Lord Chaitanya appeared. It's not in Mayapur because Lord Chaitanya appeared there. It's because Mayapur is the descended spiritual realm. And in that descended spiritual realm, the temple is there together with the founder Acharya. So here's an actual spiritual philosophy. Where that temple is originally, where it really is, is in the spiritual world. And that place in the spiritual world they explain as Swetadweep. So the idea is that where, where Bhakti Siddhanta, the founder Acharya, is situated uh, is in not just in Mayapur, but Swetadweep, in where Lord Chaitanya's pastimes are there. Because this, this is where it's described as the place of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, and then they're shown here. When, just as when Krishna appears, all of Vrindavan comes with him. So when Lord Chaitanya appears, his eternal uh, pastimes in, in, in the spiritual world are manifest here. So that's where the temple actually is. And that's why it's important that that's the parent temple. Now we begin to understand why Srila Prabhupada as soon as he could, got land in Mayapur. And as soon as he could, 1972, established the cornerstone of the temple of the Vedic planetarium and said, this is going to be our international headquarters. Our first trips there were looking around at the rice fields and the cane stalks and where we water had to come out of a pump and there was no electricity or only occasionally and telephones didn't work world headquarters this is world headquarters well, really the devotees were baffled world headquarters why not london why not new why well, now you can understand why Prabhupada wanted to do it in Mayapur. He's following this template sent by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Very carefully, I began to understand. See, the lesson to learn from Srila Prabhupada is not how to be a spiritual master. Some people made that mistake and tried to imitate him. 
the lesson that Prabhupada is teaching is how to be a disciple. He's the disciple. He studied Bhakti Siddhanta and what he did with great care and attention. And when he saw that Bhakti Siddhanta's project had, when it split, it was over. It lost it. That energy, that drive, it was gone. It had dissipated. Certainly people going here, doing things here and there. But that, the other thing was gone. The split was already happening. And they were trying to repair it in the pages of the Harmonist. So, it was on Prabhupada to start it all over again. He tried to keep cooperating with the Gaudiya Mod. He wanted to, always till it end, he wanted to bring it together. And all his attempts failed. As soon as Prabhupada got to America, he wrote back asking for help and said, we'll cooperate together. I'll be part of your organization. They wouldn't help. Wouldn't do anything. Didn't want to... Nothing. Didn't want to cooperate. Uh, but he tried. But, but they had lost it. When it, when it split like that. So that's why Srila Prabhupada started all over again. He realized a word he used in one place about the fragments of the Gaudiya Mat, useless. And so therefore, he came and uh, he didn't pe- people uh, 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 just called him Swamiji in the beginning his disciples Swamiji Swamiji and he just happened to mention that Swamiji once in a conversation was a kind of a second rate title Oh, well, what can we call you? He said, are there better titles? He said, yes, the spiritual master is called uh, Guru Dev or Prabhupada. Oh, can we call you Prabhupada? And then he said, all right. You can see it's a recorded conversation. That's how he did it. Waited, you know, then we call you, oh, all right. Uh, so he, when Prabhupada started, he didn't get any cooperation. He realized it wasn't going to. Uh, 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 and so therefore, he has an organization called International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Very modern, with a hip acronym, you know, ISKCON, like that. That's That's what he did. And then uh, uh, very early on in written thing uh, the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine about 1966 uh, 
or 65 maybe, um, he has the term founder Acharya for himself. And it appears a couple of times in Back to Godhead, disappears, comes back. But then at a certain point, Prabhupada insisted upon it. It became vital that he be always... In, and in the first issues of Back to Godhead, you kind of see it like you see it now. You know, the way the way it's prescribed by Prabhupada. Uh, and what I, what I see that what he did was he had, to, he had to reconstitute the movement almost from the beginning. What Bhakti Siddhanta was going to do. Remember Bhakti Siddhanta was going to go first to England then to America. I think Prabhupada came to America. I heard one place that that's where the ship was going. That, you know, it was the first opportunity. Anyway, Krishna got him here in America. And of course, as soon as he could, the first devotees he sent to Wells House, he sent them to London, where they met the Beatles and so on. And the Hare Krishna mantra was on the top of the pops, literally. It was a number one song for quite a while in England and Europe when when Harrison recorded the, you know, helped them record it. They're going around to big rock concerts called the Hare Krishna Temple. That was their name of their group. So that's how it's. So 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 now, Prabhupada takes this founder Acharya. So so that's a bold move. But you can see in the harmony, when it's mentioned in that one article by Nishikant Sanyal, then later on in 1936, again Nishikant Sanyal writes an article under his own name where he refers to Bhakti Siddhanta as founder Acharya, somewhere a few months before he passed away, again referred to it. My conclusion is, that since Nishikant Sanyal and Prabhupada worked so close together, and they worked on this book, I mean, Bhakti Santa went over every page of that book, uh, the uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya book, and they were like this as far as editing, uh, as far as English language writing goes, that when, Bhakti, when Nishikant Sanyal uses that term, that it was being prepared for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He was planning to go to the West, and when he would have established that temple in London, then he would have been awarded that title. See, in the way it worked, the etiquette, the, the standard behavior for titles generally, is that you didn't just take a title, there was a ceremony. They did this every year in the Gaudiya Math. They had a ceremony where Bhakti Siddhanta would give titles to his disciples. They would come up, he would glorify them, and he would award them a, a title. Like uh, Nishikant Sanyal was known as Bhakti Sudakar. That was a title given to him by Bhakti 
ceremoniously by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. When Prabhupada got the title Bhakti Vedanta, there was a ceremony and he was awarded the title. And that's the way it was done. So I believe that that's what was the plan. When the movement would have spread to the West. And what makes me convinced is, is about Prabhupada's pranam mantra. They asked him again, could we have a special mantra just for you? Otherwise he was just given the general mantra for any guru. And so, Prabhupada, yes, you can. Here's a special mantra. And he gave him the mantra. So it was apparently written by Prabhupada, because nobody else knew Sanskrit. So what does it say? It's about Srila Prabhupada. And what's Prabhupada's name in that mantra? Huh? Yes, Saraswata. I mean, it's in the vocative case because I'm offering obeisances unto Namaste Saraswate Deve. So the word, uh, sometimes you hear Namaste Saraswati Deve. No, but it's not the goddess. But in, in, in Sanskrit grammar, there's a way of making a patronymic. Uh, just like in English, Johnson means as a last name is somebody who's the son of John. It's a patronymic. Thompson, son of Tom. That's, these are patronymics. You know. In Ireland, the mic prefix is a patronymic. So... Or Ivanovich in Russian, the son of Ivan, you know. So this is a patronymic in Sanskrit. Or matronymic. Parta is the son of Prita. You strengthen the first noun, make it long, make it heavier, vridi. Uh, so, uh, uh, Saraswati, so Saras, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Swati, right? So that first thing becomes a long, it's a long Saraswati. And then you change it to the A declension. So it ends in an A. So Saraswata, and then because it's in the locative case where you're offering obeisances, that A becomes an E. Saraswati Deve. So Prabhupada's name is he is the son or disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. That's who's doing it. He's not here anymore. I'm carrying on. And I'm doing it as the disciple. I'm just doing just what he did. I am doing it that way. And then what is... What, Namaste Saraswati Devi, Gauravani Pracharane. He's preaching in the Western countries the mission of Lord Chaitanya. That's also what the four founder acharyas did. 
especially in India, the West was also known to be full of Buddhism and Mayavadism. <laughs> so that, that's what he did, what, what, what the founder, those four founder acharyas in that book did. Defeated Mayavad philosophy. Because what are the Western countries full of? Nirvishesha and Shunyavada. That's what they're full of. So he's doing the work of the founder Acharyas. I'd like to do some more research that maybe we may find in the papers of Sridhar Maharaj or somebody, one of, I mean, Prabhupada's godbrother, where they were actually preparing a mantra like that for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who didn't do it. That was something to look for. It may not have ever been published, but anyway. But anyway, that's where. So this is Prabhupada, the disciple. How to be a disciple. You can study how Srila Prabhupada followed his spiritual master and carried on, picked up just where he left off. Unfortunately, they wouldn't join with him. The original parent mat was in the hands of somebody who was quite inimical to the efforts of our Srila Prabhupada and in fact was inimical to his own spiritual master. When there was a lawsuit, that person, we know now because we have some more information, actually went to court to say that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Sannyas wasn't legitimate as part of his claim to the big lawsuit that went on for 40 years of Prabhupada's God. So there, they were not even... In a way, they were also inimical to their own spiritual master. So therefore, Prabhupada, our world headquarters. And what is that world headquarters? It's a big temple. And what is it teaching? Achintya Veda Veda Tattva. Now, Bhakti Siddhanta is teaching it in a historical way, chronologically, you know. Prabhupada is teaching it in a cosmological and philosophical way. That Krishna, although he transcends the world, he also includes it. Because as Prabhupada put it, uh, he describes something, I'm condensing a little bit, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. There's nothing but Krishna. This is another place. Prabhupada says, nothing but Krishna, but nothing is Krishna, save and except his own primordial personality. That's a chincha beta beta tattva. So we are showing the universe, which is described as the first step in God realization, to understand how not all of this is Krishna's energy and therefore is none different from Krishna. And nature is divine and that divinity around us will come out once we understand that everything is to be used in Krishna's service and not for sense gratification, when the veil of sense gratification or maya is removed, then you'll see everything in Krishna and Krishna and everything. If you want that vision, that's how to get it, not by some artificial means. So anyway, this is 
how Prabhupada carries on. And so we should appreciate him as the extension of Bhakti Siddhanta Saravata as, as the servant. And as he did, we should do. The big mistake is the failure of cooperation. And Prabhupada said in his last days, memorably, your love will be shown for me will be shown by how much you cooperate together to spread this movement. So we need to also follow in the footsteps of Srila Prabhupada. We don't want to have to start ISKCON all over again. Uh, so um, this is really... Uh, to, and what to study about Srila Prabhupada particularly is his commitment and devotion to the order of spirit, his spiritual master. To make the order of the spiritual master one with your heart as your life and soul and to execute it in that way. This is also our service to Srila Prabhupada, our founder, Acharya. And you will find out that if we do like that, uh, all, all everything that uh, people who got from Prabhupada's direct association will continue because this movement is none different from Srila Prabhupada. This movement is also his extension or his bodily form. And you'll also discover one last thing before we have some time for questions that Prabhupada's books are there and they are very, very special books. They're founder Acharya books. And that you will discover, as most of us have, you, you, you say you pick up the, the last time you read the second canto of Bhagavatam was maybe five years ago. You've been practicing Krishna conscious seriously for five years. When you open it up again after five years, it's a whole other book. There's all kinds of stuff in there you didn't see before. Prabhupada has there, he's encoded so much information and instructions that you cannot see until you are advanced enough to look into it. There's a 19th century German uh, writer who said had this aphorism he says uh, a book is like a mirror if an ass looks in an angel won't look out <laughs> that's just about any kind of literature but when it comes to Srila Prabhupada what we can see is how much we've been purified by following Srila Prabhupada's instructions. And as we become pure, so we will have, although Srila Prabhupada may be our grand disciple or even grand spiritual master or great, great spiritual master, whatever, he will always be there in this form and in the form of his movement so that we all have a direct relationship with him. And that's the meaning of his position as founder Acharya. Okay, so any questions or comments? We have a few minutes. Hare Krishna. 
Because, you know, if, if there's only one, everything will go on. Even if Prabhupada was the only one. But he told us also, you know, all my God brothers are going back to Godhead. He just didn't say when. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I the, guess that was nasty, wasn't it? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> two things. Uh, the theme of this gathering is the petals of Iskhan's lotus. The what? The, the theme, the title of this yeah. event is the petals of Iskhan's lotus. Yeah. So in one sense, what you've described is the corolla that's that from which the petals have come. Mm-hmm. the founder Acharya and yesterday evening Tamahar Prabhu guided us through a discussion of the seven purposes of ISKCON the corporation mm. would you like to you know sp- speak a little bit about the, the seven purposes of ISKCON and how they connect to Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Siddhanta's mission and you know it's a statement by our founder Acharya about what Iskand is which is his body um, yeah somebody uh, but I don't, I, they don't they don't come to my mind in sequence right now this why don't you say each of the seven purposes do you have I don't have I can't even get online. So. The, f- the first one is propagate. Yeah. You know, it starts out propagating. I should memorize them, shouldn't Propagating I, yeah. Krishna consciousness of the world. And then uh, talking about specifically yeah. uh, the Sankirtanja movement, according to the teachings of Chaitanya, uh, to do this. The second one is um, the, you know, the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita embody you know, the personality of Krishna mm-hmm. and Prabhupada wanted to, to see that furthered. And then the Sankirtan movement, bring the devotees together, together right. and so establish temples. Then teach the principles of simple living, and then, you know, to, for all the above mentioned, distribute books, right. print and, and yeah, disseminate right. magazines, periodicals, mm-hmm. journals. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that was also the Gaudiya Mutt. That was exactly what where that comes from. I think mean, it's amazing how Prabhupada studied what Bhakti Siddhanta did. Prabhupada's so smart. You know, he really just looked at him and looked at what he did, saw how it was done, saw what was working, what wasn't working, what, you know. It's far out. Very, very, very smart. And then could actually make it happen. Which is... And at an old age, too. I mean, I know what it's like now, you know. I just had to move from one place and it was like such an upheaval. And Prabhupada left India. And... <laughs> it was like... Yeah. No, that's very good. It, it really is true about those seven purposes. There. Yeah. This study of the work codified 
Yeah, and those seven purposes, yeah, very nicely done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, Krishna. Jai. Okay. So that was so profound. And for me, I think what I will be meditating on all day long is that Prabhupada's lesson wasn't that how to be a spiritual master, but how to be a disciple. Mm-hmm. That was just a really, really uh, awakening point for me. And I think uh, to the question that this young man asked, I have seven siblings, and I could go to them and say, you know what, you all are bringing a shame on our mother or on our father, and you're not acting nicely. But if my children were disrespectful to them, I would want to beat <laughs> yeah, them that's up. Right. Uh-huh. So I think what Prabhupada did was so expert in showing that these were his god brothers and he could chastise them or speak to them, but we had to be very, very careful how we looked at his god brothers. And for us as neophyte devotees, a lot of times it's hard for us to respect a lot of different people at a lot of different levels, but I think that is the lesson of spiritual life. Prabhupada Mm -hmm. is such a unique Devotee, and he had so much love for his guru that he was willing to give everything and anything to see his vision. And although maybe some of his god brothers didn't have that vision or that ability, they were still respectable in that way. So I think we shouldn't forget that. Yeah, it's, thank good, you. it's a good point. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you very much. Uh, one thing is coming to my mind, as you said, that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Maharaj translated in English and they wanted to send books to England for the intelligent and very high-class people. So now I'm thinking maybe they are speculators or jnanis. And Prabhupada says that jnanis can speculate for many, many lifetimes, mm-hmm. but they cannot become a devotee. So what was... Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Maharaj's thinking regarding that? Not necessarily jnanis, but it's just that the culture of Srimad Bhagavatam and the culture of Krishna consciousness is very highly elevated. And, you know, for spiritual life, you need to become in the mode of goodness. Satvaguna. And so those people generally who are in Satvaguna are more educated, interested in knowledge, not just interested in making money and, you know, satisfying the senses. So he was expecting people like that. And that's not what came. Uh, uh, It's amazing to me that when the people that showed up for for Srila Prabhupada were just these young kids and you read Prabhupada's description of hippies lazy, unemployed, lying in the street, drug intoxicated you know, these are the people that came to to Srila Prabhupada with 
long hair. Uh, when they took off their blue jeans, they'd stand up by themselves. And Prabhupada's godbrothers would have walked away. In fact, they did. You know, I mean, Ban Maharaj was the Western preacher who 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 went to England and was was delivering lectures. I mean, they were pretty active when they first went to England and and Europe also. In the Harmonist, you read reports like this. Uh, sent back, you know, because they were preaching in Germany too. It says, uh, "This m- next month we are having uh, uh, Vyasa Puja for uh, for Srila Prabhupada uh, in Berlin." And Herr Dr. Goebbels has kindly agreed to inaugurate the ceremony because <laughs> the Nazi Party came into power. The same year they went there, you know. So you know all hell is going to break loose. If you wonder why there was a 30-year break between the Bhakti Siddhanta's effort and when Prabhupada came, well, they had to pause for most, mostly for World War II. You know, I mean, all hell was literally about to break loose. So, but, uh, but uh, anyway, they were they were thinking like like this when and and and. and Ban Maharaj was was in 1972. He was in in Canada at a university there. He was still going and preaching. He would give lectures to academic people. That's what he would do. So they they were doing that. Uh, uh, but it was not very effective for spreading Christian consciousness. But it was later Ban Maharaj who began to, when, when some of Prabhupada's disciples w- went to India, he reinitiated them. So that was like pretty nasty thing to do. But Ban Maharaj had also offended Bhakti Siddhanta. He did like some ten-year-long penance or something. Because when he came back. Because he was recalled from London by Bhakti Siddhanta, and Bhakti Siddhanta wouldn't even see him, and actually referred to him as Banasura. <laughs> he was so mad at him. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened, but but anyway, that was that was <laughs> that was what happened uh, uh, like that. So, so Prabhupada just took these people that the Gaudiya Mat wouldn't have anything to do with, and somehow was able to to change everything. But he didn't lose interest, and in, you know, he started the Bhaktivedanta Institute when he could. He was happy to have uh, 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 disciples who had ac- academic ability and were educated. He wanted he wanted that to go on. It wasn't that he was neglectful of it. He wasn't. You know when I, what, you know when I became a devotee, I was just finished up three years of graduate course in religious studies. I came to the temple. The devotees told me to quit. I should just stop. I thought, you know, after three years of work, maybe I should do something, write a doctoral dissertation. They said, no, you should quit. And they showed me what Prabhupada had written. 
They said the modern educational institutions are the slaughterhouse of the young. I should quit. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, I shouldn't do that. I put so much work in. So I asked Nayana Brahma, the temple president, would you inquire from Prabhupada what I should do? And so the word came back that Prabhupada wanted me to keep on going. He wanted me to go get a Ph.D., and the devotees were like really surprised to hear it. And then they thought for a minute and says, no, no, he, you should quit. He's just telling you that because you're attached. <laughs> because that idea of dropping out, you know, was a totally hippie idea and we had imported it into ISKCON, you know. <laughs> but that's what the way it was in those days. So Prabhupada had, uh, had his plans also. He wanted, he wanted, Bhagavatam was a cultural presentation for the re-spiritualization of the entire human society, he wrote. And that's what we're trying to do. Anything else? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yeah. Um, how to follow the spiritual master but not imitate the spiritual master? Um, imitate the spiritual master means you want to be great. Follow the spiritual master means you want to learn how to become small. In spiritual life, the way up is the way down. If you want to make advancement, you have to become humble. It's just the opposite of the material world. And if you think the way, if you take the way up, you'll find out you're becoming more and more fallen. So, so spiritual life, uh, uh, to advance in spiritual life is to advance in humility. Uh, and it takes a while to get a taste for humility. Because we're, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not that great devotees, you know, you read Krishna's Kaviraj, anyone who says my name goes to hell, you know, this is how he feels. And sometimes that seeking after humility, you know, Nietzsche called Christianity a slave religion and all that stuff and a religion of resentment. But the real, it's not, we, it's not that we're masochists or that we like humility for its own sake. It's just that one discovers that when humility increases, love for Krishna increases. And so it's the taste of love for Krishna that you want to increase that, that again you want to become more and more humble. So it's just, it's, that's just the laws of spiritual life. Uh, and our culture, uh, material culture, is the opposite. And that's why it's called material. Everybody's got their own God project going. I am the greatest. I am the most wonderful. I am the best of this. I am the best of that. You read the internet lately or use Facebook, you know. That's what everybody, all the God projects out there, huh? So we have, we have a disciple project. And so from Prabhupada, learn how to be a disciple. That's his big lesson. 
and the, the, the other part will take care of itself. Yeah? Hare Krishna, Ravinda Sura Prabhu. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, when you explain Prabhupada's uh, non-different than ISKCON, or ISKCON being basically like Prabhupada's body, and the, the idea that sometimes you're exposed, especially with some um, Prabhupada disciples that, um, well, I mean, particular Prabhupada disciples, to be more accurate, that um, profess the idea of serving Srila Prabhupada outside the institution of ISKCON. And also, in terms of, of the tendency that is there to, to um, try to serve Prabhupada, you know, also, not only on Prabhupada disciples, some Prabhupada disciples claiming that, but also followers of Srila Prabhupada that takes this idea that uh, I can serve Srila Prabhupada outside the structure of the institution. If you can speak a little bit about that. Well, you can serve him uh, outside the structure of the institution if you follow uh, the principles. But you'll serve him better in the structure of the institution. Why, why have an organization? Why have cooperation? If there's a job to be done and five people undertake that task separately, there's five people doing something. If those five people work together and organize, those five people can become like, say, 25 people just by cooperation. It's a force multiplier. That's what cooperation does. So you can do something separately. And Prabhupada, those people that can't cooperate, he didn't say stop practicing Krishna consciousness, do your best. But if you, if you care about people, if you want to save as many people as possible, and then if you can understand that five people working together has the effect of 25, why shouldn't you work together if you cared about people? you felt some urgency that let me, let me deliver as many people as I can, you'll work together. I mean, Sankirtan means you do it together. That's the Yuga Dharma. So it's very, very important not to give up working together. I know it's hard. Believe me. And sometimes, you know, you have to step back a few minutes, take a breath before you dive back in again. <laughs> but, but it's worth it. And Prabhupada, I have to say, even though he was separ he separated from his god brothers and had, he never stopped trying to get together. One of his last acts was to make the Bhaktivedanta Charity Trust to try to make a form for working together with his god brothers. He did it. He, he, he didn't never quit. But he was careful. Okay. By the way, I, I also want to say this. 
Prabhupada mentioned in a letter about the spiritual world, he said, we shall have another ISKCON there. You may think, oh no. But it, it'll be a better ISKCON. But uh, that that would be, if we have another ISKCON there, that would be in Swedidweep. That would be in Chaitanya Leela. You know, because some of, even Chaitanya's disciples, Murari Gupta was a Ram Bhakta. So he's not going to be in Krishna Leela. He's going to be in Ram. So, you know, there were people in Chaitanya Leela from all different sorts of, you know, uh, places of relationships with Krishna and different forms of Krishna. Uh, so, so, when we have another ISKCON, and I know there's Rambaktas in ISKCON too. But when we have another ISKCON there, that, that, that other ISKCON will be in Chaitanya Leela. And that's where Srila Prabhupada also will be in Chaitanya Leela. And that's our Sankirtan party in Chaitanya Leela, is the ISKCON that's there. Uh, and I, I think that between that ISKCON there and the ISKCON here, there's uh, probably some uh, back and you know. Some are going back there, and some may have to come back down, help out again, and go back. You know, and you know. So I, I, I don't, I don't think, and I, and I, what I think the connecting point, if you want to know where those two iskons are most visibly connected, that's the temple of the Vedic Planetarium in Mayapur. That's where they connect, because that Mayapur, I think of that temple as a portal. <laughs> You go in, you go out through the universe, and you go, you know, that's the portal. And it's interesting, you know, I was on the GBC, we were trying to, ever since I was on the GBC, we were planning for that temple. And we were going to have it in different places. Where it ended up is actually the very same place where Prabhupada established the foundation. And it happens to be right across the street, so to speak, from Prabhupada's Pushpa Samadhi. So he's there right at the entrance looking at it. So that, that to me is the connecting place. I mean, you could connect other ways, but to, to make it visible, that's where the visible connection is. Okay. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Thank you, uh, Your Grace, Render Shabu Prabhu. Um, <clears throat> you walked us through the brief history of the Gaudiya Mott, and, <laughs> and you know, I, I forgot how humorous Render Shabu Prabhu can actually be. I mean, taking off your blue jeans and they stand up by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to express that, um, as Krishnandini, by the way, welcome to Gita.